Welcome to your digital reputation. Here's your host, Roger Christie. Welcome to another practical follow-up episode for the Your Digital Reputation podcast, where we take a key idea from our guests on the show and share practical advice to help you get clear, confident, and competent online. My name is Roger Christie, host of the Your Digital Reputation podcast, founder at Propel, and advisor to leaders looking to use LinkedIn as a strategic business tool. Thanks for joining me again. Now, my most recent guests on the show were Amanda Yates and Rebecca Boone, two former colleagues from the Department of Transport and Main Roads in the Queensland Government. And it was their former partnership that was the focus of our conversation as they came together back at the start of COVID to begin building Amanda's social media presence. Amanda as Deputy Director General of the Department and Beck as her trusted communications and social media advisor. The question we covered how to build a social CEO. It's episode number 34 in the YDR catalog, so please go back and have a listen to their shared story before you dive into this short practical reflection. It's a wonderful insight into the two sides of a successful online partnership between leadership and communications. It's the source of so many conversations I have with clients offline and has also been a focus with previous guests on this show, Leaders I speak with often wonder, how do their industry peers find the time? They want to know, is it okay to outsource and what's risky to give to someone else? They want to know what skills or attributes to look for when finding and engaging a trusted communications advisor to help. Those advisors, on the other hand, have different questions. They want to know how they can best support their leaders to take some of the load off them whether they can ghostwrite or even act as a proxy in private messages. And even before that, how they can show their leader LinkedIn is well worth more of their time than simply having an empty profile or something they give to others to speak on their behalf, which, as we know well on this show, is fraught with danger. So in this episode, I want to provide a sort of best practice guide for setting up a successful partnership online, specifically I want to share advice from both sides of the equation so leaders know what they should do or ask to get best results and so comms advisors know where they too can have the greatest impact. It's all grounded in my conversation with Amanda Yates and Rebecca Boone on how to build a social CEO and built off the back of hundreds of conversations I've had with leaders and advisors over the years. I sincerely hope you walk away with a clearer understanding of how to build an effective partnership online because I know full well, and as Amanda shares in our podcast conversation, the right advisor can have an enormous impact on the success of their leader online. And it's my view that the success of the leader stands to create an even bigger impact with their key audiences online. So let's unlock that goodness now. Now, one final caveat before we do, I fully appreciate not every leader has support resources around them for LinkedIn and for other social channels. And some of you may well be thinking, wouldn't that be nice? It makes sense then that I'll follow up this episode in the near future with a practical advice for leaders who don't have those resources and might be doing it on their own. So if that's you, watch this space. But in this practical episode, I will focus on those that do. So if you're a comms lead and wondering what you can do to build the most effective partnership with your leader, or if you're a leader yourself and wondering what must you own and and what's okay to outsource, this conversation is going to be particularly valuable for you as I explore the building blocks to creating a successful leader and advisor partnership on LinkedIn. 
So let's set this up properly. If you're listening to this and wondering how to build the best partnership online, it's likely you're in one of a few scenarios. Firstly, you've decided to start using LinkedIn more purposefully or strategically. Then you're at the start of your journey looking for ideas. Or perhaps if you're a leader, you've realized for whatever reason or circumstance, you haven't been able to get the results you're after and you've decided to go and get help. Or finally, if you're an advisor and you've been looking to make a case to your leader that LinkedIn must be part of your comms and engagement mix as a key way to engage staff, attract talent, build relationships, or even just to protect your corporate reputation, then you're keen to learn how best to get up and running fast. Now, your circumstances might be slightly different, but whatever they are, I want to share the key bits of advice I've learned over the years so you can form a formidable partnership online. So let's start with our leaders. Here are five things leaders should do to build a successful leader and advisor partnership on LinkedIn. Number one, know your rhythms. This sounds so basic, yet it's so important. I cannot tell you how many times I hear of leaders' LinkedIn programs falling over because they couldn't find the time. And it's not about time. It's about rhythms. If you're a calendar person, set 15-minute blocks when suits during your week. If you want to use your commute time for engagement, do that. If you prefer a content and objectives briefing to start or end your week, ask for that. Put it in the diary. With the exception of crafting an important message, no leader needs to spend, honestly, more than 90 minutes on LinkedIn every week. We can all find 50 minutes a day in our diaries, I'm sure. The second thing, get clear on your purpose and how personal you'd like to be. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Our purpose pyramid framework is the single most important planning tool you can use to get clear on why you're using LinkedIn. It helps you define your goals, the people who matter most to you and what matters most to them. And it helps you define your personal passions, the things that fire you up. And it's this last point that only you, the leader, can answer. We all know LinkedIn users, your key audiences, they want to hear more than the corporate script. And we all know LinkedIn's algorithm wants to hear more personal stories than dry corporate jargon. But it is up to you, the leader, to define just how personal you intend to be. I have some great examples of different kinds of personal on LinkedIn from one extreme to the other. So please do reach out if you need a benchmark. And if you haven't already, I'd urge you to get a copy of our Purpose Pyramid template from the show notes and make time to do it this week. Okay, the third thing leaders can do, know where you feel comfortable and where you feel vulnerable. My advice to leaders is always play to your strengths first. If you're a great listener and a great supporter, don't try to write a compelling and engaging narrative style post straight off the bat. Start with commenting and build up to it. Knowing and playing to your strengths and being honest about where you feel least comfortable is incredibly helpful guidance for your advisor who's looking to provide the support that you need, not get in the way or double handle. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Your Digital Reputation podcast. Now, whether this is your very first episode or you're a fully-fledged subscriber, I want to share an exclusive invitation with you. I want to invite you to join the one program that will help you take greater control of your digital reputation and help you kick some real goals on LinkedIn. 
It's our Your Digital Reputation LinkedIn for Leaders program, a one-month program built off the back of hundreds of conversations with leaders and 30,000 odd hours advising them on LinkedIn. By joining the program, you'll get access to a range of planning frameworks, best practice guidelines, and one-on-one coaching with me, Roger Christie, to help you avoid common LinkedIn mistakes and get real value for your efforts. All that value in just one month to ensure you're set up for success well into the future. So, what are you waiting for? If you're looking for a LinkedIn for Leaders program, feel free to hit pause on this episode right now and drop me an email at rchristie at propelgroup.com.au or go to www.propelgroup.com.au slash YDR for more details. I'd love to help you amplify your impact and show you just how powerful a business tool LinkedIn can be. All right, back to this episode. Number four, trust your trusted advisor. And once you know the different roles you're going to be playing, you must trust your advisor. If you don't, the partnership will simply break down. And if there's something concerning you, talk about it. Only two results can come from a lack of trust in this relationship. Either nothing at all gets done, or you, the leader, take on everything, and then the cracks start to emerge. Cracks you can't afford when we're talking about your reputation. Amanda Yates said this best in our conversation when she said that, you know, Beck's most valuable quality was understanding her, and that created a sense of trust. Find this, bottle this, leverage that every single day. Now, the fifth and final tip for leaders, and I'm allowed to say this because I'm on the outside and and can ideally take one for the advisor team. Leaders, commit to your responsibilities. Again, like rhythms, this is a really simple one, but we all get busy and nothing ever goes to plan. So even if you're a few hours or a few days late, always come back to what you said you'd do and tick those items off. If you're not getting value from LinkedIn, that's a different question and we need to chat. But otherwise, committing to your responsibilities is important to enable your advisor to do what they need to do. Okay, now for the advisors. Here are five things you should do to build a successful leader and advisor partnership on LinkedIn. Number one, do your research and keep doing it. Whether a leader is familiar and comfortable online or just taking their very first steps, context is incredibly valuable to ensure any next steps are safe and worth their while. Context is key and one of the most important roles an advisor can play is providing that context early and often. In the case of LinkedIn, that means, you know, sharing examples of posts or comments from key audiences or industry influencers, or it might mean looking at how other industry leaders approach relevant issues and discussing the the best examples that you find with your leader. Or it might mean sharing public commentary or feedback about initiatives that your leader, leader is either driving or interested in to inform future messaging. All this is incredibly helpful context and will set strong foundations for your work together. Number two, know your leader. I flagged this before in the context of trust. It is vital that leaders trust their advisors, but likewise advisors, they need to earn that trust. And that comes from knowing your leader, understanding them and what matters to them. Take time to learn about them as a person, not just what they want to post on LinkedIn. Doing our Purpose Pyramid exercise together 
is actually a great way to fast track this process if need be. Just remember that Amanda said this was the most valuable thing about Beck and the work they did together, and it informed any of the technical guidance that she gave. Beck got Amanda more than she got the platform, and that matters. Number three, know the platform. It follows that once you know your leader and what matters to them, you then have a responsibility to ensure that knowledge informs any advice you give on how they show up on LinkedIn. That when you feel comfortable and confident on LinkedIn yourself, you can spend more time focusing on your leader's objectives and less time on the technical nitty gritty. You'll just, you'll intuitively know what button to press when you need to press it. So whether it's optimizing your leader's profile, configuring their backend settings, or making the most of the algorithm to get the results thereafter, take time yourself to upskill on LinkedIn so that you are best placed to help them when they need you. Okay, number four, stress test the stuff that matters. As Beck and Amanda shared, if you know your leader well, you'll know what matters to them and what doesn't matter to them. This should inform where you spend your time so you don't sweat the small stuff. Know how to cover any potential gaps that they may have or know when to step back and just let your leader shine. In Amanda's case, she openly acknowledged that grammar was not her strong suit. So... Without being militant on grammar, Beck could keep this on her radar, while also letting Amanda tap into her wonderful storytelling abilities. But please don't become a micromanager or red pen merchant. I promise you, no one, including your leader, will remember a small typo in the future. Many more people will remember and be critical if they know a post was written without your leader's input. And finally, the fifth point for advisors, protect and progress your leader. Ultimately, if you're advising your leader on LinkedIn, you have a responsibility to ensure they make good choices and make good progress as well. Set appropriate governance guide rails based on your leader's needs, whether that's regular planning meetings, content review sessions, or even just keeping a tab of how much time and effort they're spending on LinkedIn. I see a lot of leaders feeling burdened by internal requests for them to share stories via their own profiles. And as the advisor, you can manage access here and you can protect your leader from burnout. At the same time, keep an eye on the work you're doing together and look for ways to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of your leader's efforts. So there's five tips for leaders, five tips for advisors. And finally, I want to finish with just three things that you should continue to do together to keep that partnership healthy. Number one, set and regularly review responsibilities. I flag that committing to responsibilities as a key element for leaders. It's vital leaders and advisors keep an open dialogue, even quarterly reviews, if nothing else, on what's working well and what's not. I had one CEO myself who originally was really worried about commenting and the time it would take. And a few months later, it was the task he actually most enjoyed as he learned so much from others. And having regular reviews allows you to check in on these things and the way things are going and where tweaks need to be made to get a better result or to give your leader that little bit of extra value that has them buy in to LinkedIn more. The second thing you can do together, set and regularly review results. 
So much like your working rhythms, you must also regularly review performance. But please ignore vanity metrics like reactions and impressions. They are honestly a helpful guide at best. Instead, stay focused on the objectives or desired outcomes that you jotted down in your purpose pyramid. Keep your LinkedIn efforts pointed towards these and assess your progress against them. It is vital that both leader and advisor are honest with these results. And you should feel empowered to say when a change in strategy is required. The third and final thing, review industry examples. While I'd say it's the advisor's responsibility to keep a closer eye on relevant industry examples and and best practice across LinkedIn, both the advisor and leader should discuss these examples together. What you like, what you dislike, or what you'd be keen to adopt yourselves. Use others as an inspiration to try new things while remaining true to your leader's style and voice. So there you are, a big one this week, plenty of tips in there, but I do hope that this practical reflection on the steps leaders and advisors can take to build a successful partnership online has been valuable for you. And as always, you can find relevant links and resources in the show notes to help you with your next steps. And whether you're a leader or an advisor listening to this episode, if one of the ideas I've discussed today aligns with your challenges, please do drop me a note. Whether you're best suited to our LinkedIn for Leaders program or something else, send me an email or find me on LinkedIn where we can have a chat about your best next steps. Until next time, I'm Roger Christie. It's always a pleasure hosting you and I hope this conversation has given you more clarity, confidence and competence for your own use of LinkedIn. Take care. Thanks again for listening. If you've learned something from today's conversation, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with others. For all show notes, head to propelgroup.com.au. Thanks again for listening.